You're listening to the Download Youth Ministry Podcast. Three, two, one. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Download Youth Ministry (laughs) Podcast, episode 344. Doug Fields here with Josh Griffin, Matt McGill, sitting in today. The last one was so short, that was barely in it. This should be a .5 or something. No, No, it was a great episode. We have great content, man. It doesn't have to be long. Yep. I remember you saying, oh, I'm going to teach for about 15 minutes. And 45 minutes later, you're like, I just couldn't stop. My stuff was so Look, good. That happened once. That happened once. I and I was myself. teaching about once a Joe, year. And it was actually an hour and 20 minutes. It was terrible. <laughs> and wow. Katie when the spirit leads. Edwards. Oh, Katie? Great to be with you. We are you? your podcast friends great for going on 11 years now. The longest running podcast in youth ministry history. There you go. Do you Not saying it's the best, just saying think? it's the longest running. Wait, do you think that's true? Oh yeah, no, it is. Oh, wow. Definitely. Really Sometimes honored to be here. Really oh, we're part of a uh, we're part of a network of other podcasts. We're sponsored we by Orange. 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 Sign up at theorangeconference.com for their amazing mm-hmm. conference coming up this May. Yeah, May Don't one miss through it. three. Always sells out. Be there. Learn about family ministry. What it means to be orange. Great stuff. So and wonderful. while you're at your calendar, make sure you mark out September twenty first. 2019, giving National you big heads up. Day National of Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry Training. We're training volunteers. Me and Josh and Katie and Heather Fleece and Chap Clark and Kara Powell and Carl Romeus and Marco Stryker. And watching mm. Matt McGill. And watching... <laughs> All those people are going to be watching. They're all going to be watching you. We trained as a volunteer because Matt leads his I know. What if we just pan over to Matt and he's in the corner, like with his shirt off, eating popcorn, eating Cheetos? That's extra spicy Cheetos. That was a part of your small group training video years ago. One of my favorite bits I've ever seen (laughs) all time. And we're also sponsored by Leader Tracks. Leader Tracks. They're they're on a refuel retreat right now, helping youth pastors recharge. Katie's been to refuel. No, she hasn't. No, no. a long time to. ago. It, Didn't it's you go? on my bucket list, honestly. Seriously, it feels I, like that. It Elusive. Is, it feels like a bucket list item at this point. You know what? I bet you Doug Franklin would be happy to get you on any one. I know. So you could talk so about amazing. it. He's They're the in Destin, Florida right now. Oh. This they, week. they go to yeah. great spots. They do. And it's, um, it's. I think that's why it feels bucket list because yeah. they go to like a castle in Colorado. Seriously, like, they do cool things. It's pretty sweet. Uh, we also have great sponsored by Giving Central. Give Central, if you're looking for an online giving solution for your church, nonprofit, Profit or ministry, givecentral.org. Very thankful for their sponsorship. They they bought this uh, these lights that we're using today. That's nice. Oh, and pretty much this whole studio. <laughs> you look great. In these lights, everybody looks great so because they're brought Central to you by Give Central. We're a little sweaty, but we look <laughs> yeah, great. Seriously. Could Give Central buy some air conditioning? Is there any chance of that happening? The Holy lights are smokes. doing their job. Um, hey, if you have questions, send your questions in to podcast downloadyouthministry.com. Do we have a theme uh, for today's show? What's, um, the, what's the theme? The theme is questions that people send in. Oh, I like it. Youth ministry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not a niche show like these other shows. No, our podcast network has a bunch of different little angles here and there, pop culture, They're great. experience in youth ministry, all that stuff. This is just pure Q&A wisdom. 15 Minutes with Frank. I have a sticker on my... His sticker is so cute. Yeti? Yeti. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Did you get with a pop culture one from uh, Jeff Jeff did, Bachman from What It Is, What It Means? Nope, did not get it. Their latest show with uh, Walt Mueller, excellent. Yeah. Netflix special. They, they do a good show over there. What a surprise. Yeah. Mm, what a surprise. They're on vacation, though. They're on hiatus for the moment because they're on vacation in Iceland. Ah. Or something like that. Did we ever find out where Jason Carson was? He's in I think he went to Caracas. Ireland. Pretty sure it's Brazil. Okay. He's in the he's UK. In Europe. He's That's in Europe. That's there for United Kingdom. <laughs> he's in Moscow. 
leaking our secrets to Europe. the Russians. No. Um, oh, they've already They're had so weird. <laughs> Please be creative. Since you guys are on a roll with oh. countries, let's go to names. This okay. person doesn't want their name, so we're going to call them. Ivan. Ivan what? Good job. Thank you. Last Shlankovich. <laughs> this is a question from Ivan Shlankovich. A uh, year and a half ago, my wife and I accepted a position offered to us by a pastor we had worked with previously at a different church. During the hiring process, it was mentioned multiple times that they were hiring me as the youth pastor and that they understood they weren't getting a two-for-one deal in hiring me. As my wife would be transitioning to be a stay-at-home mom and eventually homeschooling our children. And the stay-at-home mom, Katie, her name is what? Ivan is married to? Lola. 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 What's their daughter's name? They haven't had children. Jennifer. <laughs> They're going to do homeschool. How can they not have children? Yet? They made a commitment to homeschool very <laughs> early on. The As my wife would be transitioning to a stay-at-home mom uh, and eventually homeschooling our children. See, they gotcha. did. It Called was stated it. that there were no expectations on her side. Since Lies. we had worked with the pastor before, deception. we took his word for it. Oh. Fast forward to now. One year later. And due to the timing of our Wednesday night programs and us having very young children by the names of <laughs> Jennifer Bobby and, and Teddy. Jennifer Teddy. and Teddy. Teddy Zlugmanchevich. What's yeah. the last name at? Schlinkovich. Schlinkovich. <laughs> um, we, so funny. Please don't use my name. We're going to make up a name for you. I like it. <laughs> Cute we made the choice for them to stay home on Wednesday and not get to bed two and a half hours past their regular bedtime on a school night. Mm -hmm. During my weekly meetings with my leadership, it was mentioned that we as a staff needed to make sure our families were supporting our children's ministry programming. And my wife and I, uh, are my wife and I in the wrong for assuming that their attendance was optional? It was referenced that it appears like we are disconnected if our families are, if our, meaning staff, families aren't participating in the Wednesday night program, which was nothing but a short devotional and then playing uh, on the playground. Any advice of where to go with this dilemma? Wow. Tough Ivan. Call. Well, it doesn't. Tough Ivan call. and Lola. Wonderful people from Soviet bloc countries. So the kids aren't showing up to the Wednesday night program. That's the that's the dilemma. Yeah, they're the, little kids. Aren't there's yeah. an an unspoken but now spoken. Well, it seems like it's yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two options here. One, you can dig your heels in and say they're not coming. Our life has changed. We were really clear this isn't a two for one deal. Have a good, humble attitude Which, when what you does bring it look that. Like to dig your heels in, it feels like that's this is right a hill, about this is a hill I no, would no, die physically, on. you don't. You would dig the balls of your feet in. Those of you that have been heels. listening to the podcast for many years, Matt is actually giving you an example right now why we weren't that sad when he left. <laughs> Pismo <laughs> couldn't come soon well, enough. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, you did. That would be an example of why when he said, <laughs> "I'm moving away," we were like, "Oh, oh so okay. sad." The podcast oh. will really miss you. Yeah, yeah, fake tears. The we. So I would say this is this that moment for me in the perspective I have now, having done youth ministry a long time. I would say it probably is that moment. In this moment, I don't know that I would have the wisdom or maturity or chips in your pocket or whatever to say something like that, quite honestly. So I would look for a compromise, which is, hey babe, can you and the kids be here for the first few minutes of the program 
Everyone will love seeing you. It's good for our kids to be around other kids. Stay for the first five minutes and then sneak out. Nobody will miss you. It would it would appease the supervisor or my yes. senior pastor. Yes. So honestly, I would say I would probably find a compromise that is less painful on us than staying the whole night, but way less painful than me yeah, having to stand up. Why not leave after up. the devotional? Forget the playtime. Yeah, I would say that's the option I would probably do. But now from this perspective... I would say, man, your family yeah. is so important and school nights and family time and quiet for the kids. And But you could start school a little later the next day. Yeah, if you're homeschooled. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I think it's a hill you want to die on. I'm not sure I would have done that as a young youth worker. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. I definitely think, I mean, is it possible to circle back with the pastor that you had the conversation with when you came in? I think going to him heart to heart and just saying, hey, this was something that we talked about. Walk me through how that's changed or walk me through, you know, has something else shifted that I don't know about, but I feel like this was kind of something we stacked hands on in the beginning. So I do think circling back to that supervisor or pastor, whoever he is, and just I think you can have a heartfelt conversation. Here's why as a family, we're making this decision and that's why this was so attractive. And I think maybe revisiting that conversation would be really important. I also think as parents, everything, every season with your kids is a season. And so I do think that there are seasons where you say, gosh, you know, for this season, my wife and my kids aren't going to be involved, but man, we sure, we sure want our kids to be discipled here. And so we can see in this season, plug it in full force, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think helping people understand the seasons of your family is important too. And that just cause they're not involved now doesn't mean they won't be involved. Never. Yep. So, yep. yeah. But when you pull off an event and you see that there's staff kids not there, it bums you out. Yeah. Without I a mean, doubt. You Definitely. know what I mean? And, and, and so the, the feeling is real and maybe this, this event, maybe it doesn't have a lot of people at it, and so they're bummed that, sure. that it's, yeah, not it's successful failing. And, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily mean you go because your two, three kids are going to save it or anything like that. But I mean, there's there's a support piece. Yeah, there's a too. support yeah, piece. I get that. And, and, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's a real easy No, there's not answer. easy, and that's why Ivan is writing in for him yeah. and Lola. Um, but we'll I, do, for the Shlankoviches. I do say that. Um, uh, I, I think a lot of times the principle for everyone in this that I think is listening is that we make assumptions that are based on slices of conversations that may have happened years before yeah. that one party may not even remember having. Mm-hmm. And then we create scenarios based on those that little slice that fast forward because those were you know Ivan's words fast forward to today. You know that pastor may not even remember that sure. and so you've created a whole you know family standard Dynamic. based on that so i definitely yeah. think it's you circle back like katie said and you have a conversation uh and, and not and not try to lead the church or lead your family based on assumptions so you know be, because we can't even was said it maybe things have changed a exactly little bit. Yeah. exactly yeah. but don't live with that i think this is what they mean or they've made some statements and so yeah. Like just play dumb. Hey, I've picked up a couple things, and I'm not the brightest, you know, tool in the shed. And I just want to make sure that sharpest. when I uh, sharpest probably yeah, you're no, right. you're more of a tool guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a sharp tool. Yeah, mostly yeah. a tool. Yeah, yeah. So it's Wood, not the brightest. I was combining metaphors, right? Yep. What the is the brightest? Brightest bulb in the box. Yep. There you in go. Socket. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I thought that they were going to go with this. Like they're expecting my my wife to work forty hours a week, and you know. Yeah. 
I mean, I thought it was going to be a... Yeah, revisit the expectations, and that's why we encourage people to get reviews. You know, I actually was just talking to a, a young youth worker last week who was at a church, and they were they don't do reviews. And she asked for one, did a slide deck the whole bit, wow. and um, pastor loved it. Actually, pastor cried during the review and was grateful for her, and it was a good... It was a good deal. It's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Her That's first cool. her first job. I don't know what a slide deck is. I don't either, but, but it other sounds than exciting. That, yeah. 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 It's like it's a what presentation. The, a PowerPoint? Yeah. yeah. PowerPoint. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's slide deck's cool. kind of the, old school. Yeah. No, slide deck is like new school. PowerPoint is old school. No, it's slide. Bill Daly uses the word slide deck. Well, because he understands venture capitalists. No. What are they doing? Yeah. They're, they're using media shout. That's what yeah. they're doing. bringing in a deck. All right. Way to go, venture capitalist. You're a VC. You gotta watch slide Silicon Valley. <laughs> then you'll know all the lingo. The slide tool. <laughs> You're not the brightest, sharpest slide tool. So Matt, Matt's into woodworking. Yeah, uh, did you see the gouge in his hand? Just cut my Look at thumb this. A couple yeah, Matt's minutes. seen his thumb. No, thank you. Matt has turned oh. his whole garage into like a wood shop, and I'm really super impressed with the stuff oh, that he builds. Funny. So he builds this table, <laughs> and I bet you, I bet you could have sold this table for three or four thousand bucks. I mean, he spent a lot of time it's on beautiful. it. It's beautiful. I saw it on beautiful. Instagram. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing table. So I'm over, you know, watching football at his house. I'm like, hey, show me what you're working on. Oh, and he, that's and he, what I was trying to build. And he takes, <laughs> he takes me into the garage, and he's got these pieces. And I'm like, so my mind is going to, you know, I'm building this amazing thing for somebody. Because he built this table for this family. And it literally is beautiful. And he was learning all the new woodworking tricks. And so he shows me different, these pieces. So my mind's like, what is this? This is What is it going to be? So I just create all this. Like, I can't wait to find out what it is. (laughs) And then he says, and then when I attach this. You just don't want to have assumptions. (laughs) And basically, this is what he was building. He was building, was building a cabinet to hold his sandpaper. Oh my oh, goodness! Yeah, Cute. and for whatever reason, really sandpaper good. shelf. That's right. For whatever oh. reason, that caught me so off guard, <laughs> and I you, could not yeah, he stop was laughing. Chuckling for like <laughs> a sandpaper a shelf, solid three minutes. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Well, the table you made did look awesome. Yeah. But here's the thing: he told also told I can't me, make a table like that without sandpaper. He, <laughs> five minutes before, he was showing it's me this new cabinet. tool chest that he's got, which is basically drawers. How many drawers? Oh, things fantastic. Forty drawers. Yeah. I got it off Craigslist. It was straight out of Radio Shack. So 40 drawers that you're pulling out, industrial drawers, Fire that sale. you could put. Each drawer is half the size of this table. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, this is pro-grade wood woodworker shop here. And then I'm like, you couldn't put your sandpaper in one of the drawers? Like, you had to build You have to build a little cat. It looks like, a, for those that can't see the picture, uh, it's like a gun rack. Up, it's a little catty. I agree. It's a little, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a tiny little, it looks you like made, you... Little it's coasters. Beautiful. It looks little like co- you could put like CDs, old CDs, <laughs> in there, like yeah. old ten or fifteen CDs. Yeah, might be on a new market. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what it hardwood is. handcrafted old, old CD case. I'm just saying. Think about that's it. That's funny. All right, you built a CD which, tower for sandpaper. Metallica just re uh, remastered one of their albums. I'm getting the cassette tape of that. I'm very excited. <laughs> You know what you ought to do? Build a shelf for it. I'm going to build something for it. And then then listen to it when you drive to Pismo. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like that. This that, is that from. Uh, that, that was a courtesy laugh. No, it was. Yeah, I I'm can ex- tell your courtesy. The thought laugh. of you driving away with these pieces of wood flying on the back of your truck. That's pretty funny. <laughs> listening to cassettes. <laughs> listening to. I want you to pop in B side. Right. Oh, man. Uh, I'm a gold member, DYM author, DYM ghostwriter, DYM university uter, sidekick boss, and two time. What? Olympic gold medalist. Two time oh, DYM. I said something else. 100 attendee. I'm looking forward to DYM 200. National Training Day attendee. The conference Host. is always amazing and knowledge is always valuable and the friendships made there have been getting me through some crazy times in ministry. That said, cool. blah, blah, we blah. blew it. Oh. oh, is this some hate mail? About a week ago, our pastor told our student ministry team that the administrative oh, no. assistant that we share had turned in her resignation. Oh, she is. She was done with our church. She didn't more get invited sp- to DYM two hundred. More fine. specifically, she was done with us as her bosses. What came out is that she felt like she hadn't been communicated to, hadn't been included when she felt like she could have been helpful and had been boxed out of important decision-making meetings. What have you done in the past to communicate with your admin and make them feel a part of the team and not just a cog in the machine? How do you include them and make them feel heard? That said, we've all met and are trying to get better. We're going to bring her into more meetings, run more ideas by her, and over-communicate everything. Our pastor refused her first resignation, knowing that we could try to work this out, and we are doing our best to get it together. Things are turning around for us here. Thanks again. See you soon. Ronald. Oh, that's nice. He didn't say not use his name, so it's probably Ronald Long. Uh, Ivan. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Slinkovich. Yeah, well, tough. I think this is honestly, I feel like this is an this is the type of thing that I think you did a great job of modeling through the years. And I think and I also think Rick Warren did a great job of mo- modeling this where people to people ought to be included. It doesn't matter what their their job title is, that that really good ideas can come from anywhere and perspective um you know, I mean, perspective doesn't have to come with a person that's got minister at the end of their of their name. I mean, you are always including uh, people and feedback, and 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 I mean, even when I was like an intern, including me, when you probably still shouldn't. Maybe that's why I, I'm not invited to be the part of the volunteer today. That's no, when Matt but, turned to woodworking. That's when I turned to woodworking and almost <laughs> lost my thumb. But I think that's important. If you have yeah. somebody on the team, then. Treat them like family. And sure, people's roles are different. Some people have more administrative roles than and other people have more creative roles or leading or managing or uh, or relational ministry roles. And, and just because, uh, you know, somebody's the point person for the ministry and they show up to all the events and, you know, you're, you're the one that owns it, that you it's, it's very easy to include others. It's very easy to include others. And you don't have to do what they say. I mean, you don't have to take everybody's opinion and, and lead by consensus. And, but, but but it is not very difficult to include. It sounds like it's not very difficult to include people if you're intentional, and it sounds like you're already taking steps in that direction. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I would I would agree. I on my team, I I guess I just view everybody as a part of the team, and yeah, I mean, I think we just were raised yeah in team like that. Um, it didn't really matter what your experience level was. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some higher level decision making that that has to happen from time to time that maybe there is privacy attached to it or something like that but i find myself in those spaces very i mean not not quite as often most of the time it's just the team is the team the team who's doing youth ministry um is the team doing youth ministry so i think 
you know, if someone plays an administrative role, they're getting the same kind of care from me as somebody who's playing, you know, any other role on our team. So I think to just understanding who this person is, making sure that you're asking the same types of questions. How are you doing really? How can I care for you? What are the languages that you communicate best in? What are the best ways that I can encourage you on a weekly basis? What are the best ways to communicate with you? Because sometimes we assume that everybody's communication style is like our own. What is your wiring? You know, maybe have you done kind of some team assessments and things just to understand people's strengths, their spiritual gifts, things like that. I think the more you understand about your team then the the more you can kind of meet them in the middle of some of those things but i don't know we we did kind of grow up in a team as team kind of environment and it didn't really matter what your role was we just all played our roles we were all in different lanes around the track but we were all running in the same direction around the track so good good running metaphor i like that yeah i can relate (laughs) um i would say think (laughs) think if there's maybe a reason that you didn't didn't include them sure so an example might be i didn't know they were interested so I just didn't include you, or it might be you are an idea killer, I was totally and out so of touch. I'm sorry. you you always go tactical because you're the admin, and so you just immediately start thinking about what we need to do instead of letting the best idea win. So if I have done this in the past, and I have, I would I would exclude people. Let's that... set up twenty thousand dominoes in the. <laughs> it was a great week. No. All right, <laughs> I would just say sometimes I want the people that bring ideas. To the table, not necessarily the people that bring the ideas to life. Although it is important to look at the roadblocks, it is important to think of I'm in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. But in that stage, I might not inv- involve everybody. Yeah. So maybe you didn't know, and so own that. I didn't know you're so into this. This is great. Apologize for what you have done yeah. if there is some error or whatever, and then maybe coach someone along and say, "We really want you in this meeting." But just so you know, that we start just here, we suck. end here. <laughs> Well, and sometimes people get disappointed because they're, you know, if they're, if ideas, when the team gets together or anybody like, you know, sometimes Josh and I, we're just at CrossFit together right? and we stand around and talk and we come up with some ideas. And before we can even get to the team, Josh tweets it, you know. (laughs) And so So then our team sees national training day after we've, we just thought of it an hour ago in CrossFit. And now we got to pull it off. But I, I think being sensitive <laughs> to the Alice fact not that any sleep for six months. The fact that there are people on the team who don't, who don't um, uh, maybe play at a different. So for even yeah, he, maybe in yeah. here, different spaces. In yeah. here, there are times when it'd be like Josh and me, and we let's take Allison out. I want right. to talk about that. Right. But I don't want to take Allison and Josh out and walk past our team and like, hey, we're going to lunch because then I feel like. I mean, it's just that hurts me a little bit because I go, oh, they wish they were part of that. Because, right, you're an includer. And, yeah, I yeah. like make sure people are included. So there, are, there is difficulty in that in in creating team. It's right. difficult now if you have a situation like that where somebody's an idea killer. That's when you have to a- afterwards pull them aside and say, I love to have you in those meetings, but this is Terrible. meeting A where everything goes. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. But I wanted you here because I want you to think about meeting B. Where right. we need you where, in your yeah, thoughts. And so meeting B, this right. is where we fall apart. Yeah, so eventually for DYM, so. Josh and I are ideas people, mm-hmm. and ideas create 
tension. Yeah. Okay. So I just texted Allison such and nice I said, I said, Allison, be ready to come in and talk about this. So Allison, get over here. And, oh yes, come uh, here, come here, come here, yes. here. Pull up that chair. No, come right here. Okay, I'll sit go. Out. I'll sit out. Go, go, go. With and so kids. Allison is hyper detail, thinks through everything. <laughs> is you want Allison running event? All right. So now talk from that perspective. When you're the detail person working with people who aren't detailed, what does it make you feel like? Yeah, I. Be honest, <laughs> but not that I'm honest. Finding more and more, I don't know that I would have been able to say this even a year ago. Yeah. But I feel like I'm a better support staff when I have the most information possible. I can help to communicate to our team. I can help to communicate to attendees, volunteers, all of the different parties that will help to execute an event with the most information possible at my disposal. So when I'm left out of a brainstorm or uh, not invited to or miss this post CrossFit, whatever. Yeah. All that it does is make me feel like I'm at a disadvantage to support you guys to the best of my ability. Yeah. Uh, I do all of what Josh said about, um, wanting to put action to the ideas I have, I've given myself many, many a canker sore chewing on the inside of my lip, wanting not to be the, well, that's not going to work. And do you know how much money that costs? learning over the years that that's not the way brainstorm meetings work Um, and having to find the best time to chime in on some of those things. But it took a lot of coaching, a lot of really difficult conversations on part of my leaders. Um, But I do feel like when I get to be a part of that and catch the vision and the passion and the excitement, all of the values of what it is that you're trying to instrument, um, implement in those events, then I'm able to go, okay, well, that might not work, might not be the most cost-effective, but here's how to get that vision or value across in a little bit of a more cost-effective way. Or I couldn't get uh, sparklers, but here's something else that I could do that feels like this big wow moment. Yeah. Okay, so being real honest now, yeah. what are times, because you work with Josh and I, and we're uh-huh. ideas people and love ideas and chase ideas. My hands are very sweaty at whatever no. this potential question is so, going to be. But what makes you, what by leaders who, you know, sometimes pastors who, you know, they're creators and they're yeah. working on sermons and they're go and they're on to the next thing or the next meeting. What makes you feel valued and what makes you feel disvalued as a detail person? That's a great question. Um, Because in the Enneagram, if you know the Enneagram, you're a strong one. A strong one. Which means you like... to go once. Thank you. You like details. You like answers. Yeah. Ones are seeking for perfection in themselves and in execution, all that kind of stuff. I want it to be as best as it can be. And are constantly seeing ways that it is falling short of being perfect. So that is the world in which I operate. So what what gives you value and what makes you feel disvalued? Um, I feel super valued when someone is aware of how much time I've spent getting us to that point, um, trying not to undo any of the decisions that have been made or the plays that have been put in motion. I feel super valued when someone acknowledges if I have worked hours and they have not, like I appreciate that you put in these extra hours, put in these extra work, this extra work. I feel really valued when um, I feel like you guys are great at this. What are you waiting on me for? What decisions do you need us to make to help you move forward? Um, I... Yeah, I need probably feel devalued when 
I feel devalued when, well, for instance, this morning we had a meeting um, where we brought some decisions that had been made about YS spaces. And it felt like we've, our team has worked really hard and has been really collaborative putting these pieces together. And I felt really nervous about walking in that all of that hard work would be undone. So I feel devalued when it doesn't feel like we've put all of the thought and intention towards getting our vision and values across in the best way possible. And some of that stuff is undone. Yeah. I would, I will have a different answer in 10 minutes when I think about this and I'm aware <laughs> of the way that this has fallen short, but that's, yeah, that's no, what I, I think that like a really important piece here is understanding each other. Yes. So, so you, you know, you being understood by your leader is mm -hmm. really important. And mm -hmm. sometimes you have to lead up and articulate that. Mm -hmm. So that would be a coaching point for the admin mm -hmm. of what does it look like to communicate what you need to win, mm -hmm. how you are best encouraged, how you are best communicated to like, that's a really big piece of coaching for them. And then for the leader, then to understand player because even if yeah. you, you know, your wiring is different than, you know, anybody else's wiring. So understanding player and what player needs, that kind of relationship of understanding each other and you understanding how leader is wired. Absolutely. So not having expectations of Doug, right, that he actually can't do because that's not in his wiring. Definitely. And I think that's like the piece of it that sometimes is missing is sometimes we have to really take time to understand our leaders, too, and understand like, wow, this is how Doug is wired. And he actually can't do something that I expect from him because it's not in wheelhouse and so how do I adjust my expectations as a player you yeah. know so I think those two pieces are really really important in conversations like this yeah and they sure. don't and they don't come about without some pain and some and tears intentional, and, and yeah, yeah. this this person who sure. you know resigned and didn't I mean there are times when you go oh wait you know, I mean, I've seen, sure. you know, Allison cry and she's seen me be frustrated. Sure. And we've McBee, who is, you know, runs this whole thing. We, we'd go, you just got to give him time. Yeah. He right. needs time to process because mm -hmm. that's who he is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there'll be several times, like even when we, Josh and I'll come up with something that we're like, oh, this will be fun. This will be good. We're like, okay, we got to. Yeah, give, pull back. Get, Let's gotta, give Allison a beat. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, Allison McBee. will tell us how to get it done, yeah. and McBee needs to think about it. So sure. before we yeah. tweet it, before we talk yeah. about it, before we you know go too far, we need to get it in the pipeline, and yeah. and uh, and that's you know that's the beauty of learning to you know to like and appreciate each other's gifts because I don't I may devalue Allison in ways that I communicate or don't communicate, but. If you look me in the eyes and says, is Allison valuable? Like, oh my gosh, we couldn't be where totally. we are without it. Like, yeah. But sometimes leaders, they say that, but they don't know what that means right. yeah. in practical ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I could say, oh, I totally value their gifts, but in how I act, sure. I'm devaluing their gift. Well, and sometimes you know. players put all the responsibility on the leaders to figure that out. And yeah. that's, that's the part of the admin too, is I think you also have to be able to communicate your needs and, and be able to articulate what, what's best. Cause ultimately I want you to win as my leader, yeah. you know, and if I want you to win as my leader, I've got to tell you how to win with yeah. me yeah. and, and have an understanding of your wiring. I think yeah. that's, it goes both ways. Totally. And I think words that Allison has used over the last few years that I've appreciated, I think, I think I could help you more if. Yeah. Because then I go, okay, case. she's not just whining at me sure. that I'm not doing it the way she wants it done, mm -hmm. but this will help us win more. Okay. We're on the same team. Totally. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think another thing 
that is like a specific little niche here. No, Austin, you gotta stay. No, I won't. We're gonna end with Matt's. Matt's taking us no, to the finish line. Yeah, one. I think one specific thing in all of in all of this that it just to bring it down a little bit more that you've done is to give away decisions and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, even if you have an opinion, even if you, you could, because you're an ideas person, but you also know how to get stuff done. You're not a normal ideas person, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least in my experience. Sure. And so uh, the ability for a leader to say, um, to include somebody in the conversation, to include somebody in the, the brainstorming and the ideas and the vision and the, and the values or whatever it is you're going after. But then at some point to say, you know, okay, well, you just decide how this is. And chances are, you know, if with a situation like this, the administrator might not want to make a decision. And they might come back and say, oh, well, what do you want? Do you want this or this? And at that point, what the extra mile is that you don't make the decision. You let you say, "Hey, it's up to you. You decide." You know, so you don't just give it away the first time. But when they come back and try and put the decision back on you, you say, "Hey, no, go for it. You do whatever you do. It'll be great." You know, I mean, well, assuming you, yeah, if you say that, you have to. You have to follow through. You have to follow yeah. through that everything will be be great. Sure, absolutely. But like I had, I had, (laughs) but like, like, like for my, you know, I work for a Christian nonprofit. They do blogs and emails and stuff. And I've recently moved over to having a little bit more input on the blogs and emails and stuff that go out. And the person who who is writing it, um, you know, I mean, I'm not like a great professional writer or anything like that. But I also don't want, we know that for sure, what the type was. But but like, I don't want to come in and say, this is how everyone needs to, to look like. And this is, this is just put my little fingerprints all over it. But you know, there we came to a certain point where it's like, hey, I think it needs to say something like this. And then she came back with like three options. And it's like, no, no, you, I, you came up with great options. You choose, you go for it, you know? And that's just a small example from my own yeah. My own world, but yeah, everybody's weird. Everybody's leading different. team is hard. Leading yeah. team is hard. Leading humans yep. is hard. Yeah, and and being on a team and working with it's humans is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it's constant like being thoughtful and intentional about those relationships mm-hmm. with one yeah. another. Yeah, yeah, It'd be so much easier if everyone just stayed on Instagram. What? Just constantly <laughs> looking at Instagram. Line. You were so yeah. you were so wise, and then it just crashed and burned. Right there. <laughs> That's right, Katie. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, Think we don't want to make any of this sound sound easy or simple because it's not. That's we're complex. Not. People are complex, yeah, and for you, sure. uh, it's hard to it's hard to bring complexity to relationship or simplicity to relationship. So yeah, yeah. Just when I Great think job, I figured Alice. out Matt McGill. I want you to come in and clean up after me all the time. Like, take the things I said and make them concise. <laughs> no, I love that. That's no, great. No. So hey, what, do you, um, what do you dislike the most about working with Josh and Doug? I think we're out of time. Thanks so much for joining us today <laughs> yeah, we, on episode we sure, 344. We sure don't have enough time uh, for that one. That's for sure. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Great all to be I've together. Katie, thank I you for it. carving us into your love schedule. You. Yes. So great. Matt. Thank you for carving us You're into welcome. your schedule, literally. <laughs> yeah. Woodworker. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, woodworker. If anybody needs a box to hold their sandpaper, Matt is your guy. Matt's your guy. Well, not yet. All right. I haven't really mastered that skill yet. Bye, friends. Josh. Bye. 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 Josh says Bye. goodbye. Bye.